Hey there, and welcome to Greenflower Nation, a show to explore and understand how cannabis is impacting our society today. I'm your host, Max Simon, the CEO of Greenflower, which is the leader in cannabis education, and I'm a cannabis patient myself. On today's episode, we're exploring cannabis for athletes. We'll talk about why select doctors are getting very excited about the potential of cannabis to be a safer and more effective treatment for pain. We'll talk about how certain high-performance athletes are using cannabis to, as they say, get in the zone and train harder. And we'll even speak with a former NFL player about how cannabis is impacting the professional sports leagues and why it's really high time that they change their policies surrounding this plant. Now, when I talk about cannabis for athletes, most people's first response is to snicker. And then depending on how comfortable they are with me, it often leads next to a bad joke like, oh yeah, I bet you they can take down that pound of ice cream like a champ. And I guess this makes sense because the idea of cannabis user being athletic and healthy and in top shape certainly doesn't align with the stigma that so many are programmed to believe. Instead, most people think cannabis users are lazy and unproductive and certainly not into fitness or athletics. Yet, I'll be the first one to tell you from my own direct experience that cannabis is an unbelievable performance enhancer when it comes to fitness, not just because it allows me to work out harder, but also because it makes the recovery process that much smoother and more efficient. And when I'm feeling resistant to get out and hit the trail or hit the gym, a little pull of cannabis will get me right in the mood. And I'm definitely not alone. There is a fast-growing movement of athletes around the world who are using cannabis to train, get in shape, recover faster, and ultimately just live a healthier life. To find out more, we spoke with Heather DeRose, who is the CEO of Greenhouse Healthy, which is a health and wellness company that promotes cannabis as part of a healthy and active lifestyle. So you're really focused on educating people about how to incorporate cannabis into their fitness and their wellness routines. Um, What brought you to cannabis? My diagnosis when I was a teenager of epilepsy, I believed all the propaganda and negative stigma surrounding the plant as a medicine. It wasn't until I consumed cannabis for the first time when I was 18 and then a little bit later in my 20s because I had seizure reoccurrence. And started really researching the medicinal sides of cannabis as a medicine and saw the TED Talks of Charlotte Figgy, the little girl that has epilepsy as well, and how um, the Stanley Brothers created Charlotte's Web for her and it helped her reduce her seizures dramatically. And then just reading a lot more information about how it's a neuroprotectant, has anti-inflammatory properties, just all of that, and then used it for myself. And now I'm over two years seizure-free. Wow, that's really amazing. How did it find its way into your fitness and athletics routine? I always kind of um, consumed cannabis um, just for the muscle relaxation and uh, focus that it gave me. I felt more connected with my mind and body when partaking in physical activity. And then becoming a personal trainer, learning more about how the body works, and then using it for my trail running. I'm pretty sure that people don't really have a good grasp on what this concept means of using cannabis in their fitness routines. And so really specifically, what what do you do? Before I train, I will consume cannabis 
in one form or another. Typically, I'll consume flour, whether I vape it or combust it, as well as topicals. Um, I train a lot and running on trails can sometimes be pretty rough on the body. So for achy muscles or injuries, um, past injuries, it helps really help um, the inflammation in those areas in order for me to get out there and continue running on the trails and staying active. So once you consume cannabis and you go start working out, how, how do you find that it helps you? Definitely um, that mind and body focus. Uh, the stigma surrounding the typical lazy stoners, it's maybe for some people, if they're not used to consuming cannabis, uh, may have a different effect. But for me, it really helps me align my mental um, and body connection while I'm doing physical activity. And I'll, I'll find that when I'm training, I can focus on each muscle and train longer, actually. And what do you notice are some of the effects that have happened to you now that you've incorporated cannabis into your fitness routines? I can recover more quickly and the aid with sleeping. Sleeping helps uh, your body recover quickly. So whenever you add something like cannabis and you're promoting that sleep cycle, it's going to help your body re-energize and repair itself more quickly. So what do you say to people that think that cannabis for athletics is really just a big joke? Maybe they should try it um, for themselves. Microdosing is a great option. Uh, it's great for people that are in pain to kind of put their body at ease so they can get active and promote that overall health and wellness. And then just learn more. There's always so much to learn about the plant and everyone is learning in this industry as, as it grows. Would you say that cannabis is a performance enhancer? I would say it definitely enhances my performance. Uh, other athletes who typically consume ibuprofen or other um, synthetic pills will have those negative side effects just because of the synthetic properties. But cannabis is a natural medicine, and it works with each body's endocannabinoid system to help balance and create that homeostasis state in order for me and other athletes to focus and repair itself more naturally and gain that balance that uh, the body needs. So I think that in that sense, it, it could be seen as a performance enhancer um, for me anyway. So you consume a little cannabis before you work out, usually THC and CBD, and that helps you to work out stronger and better. Do you consume cannabis post-workout as well? Yes, yeah, so I consume cannabis after my uh, training sessions because of the anti-inflammatory properties. So I'll typically apply a topical to achy muscles and areas that I've specifically trained on, and then that will help reduce any pain or inflammation in those areas. And then I also will use a tincture or something before bed, which will help my sleep and recovery. And so... I imagine that you're getting some athletes that are coming to you that are kind of curious and doing this for the first time. And once they get the right guidance and they understand how to use it safely and effectively, what do they usually say to you? What's the response that they come back with? It's been a game changer for a lot of different athletes and especially replacing synthetic uh, pills such as ibuprofen, which are typically taken for their anti-inflammatory properties. Replacing those with cannabis, they can feel the effects pretty much immediately just because their side effects aren't there and their body is in tune with its own system to create that balance. 
Now, most people don't realize that there's a really good amount of science and research behind why cannabis can be so valuable for athletes and really just people who are in pain. So to find out more, we spoke with Dr. Frank D'Ambrosio, who's a 30-year orthopedic surgeon that essentially got tired of seeing his patients have such terrible responses to opiates and instead started researching medical cannabis as an alternative. Now, years later, Dr. Frank works exclusively in the field of medical cannabis and has helped tens of thousands of patients to understand and experience the benefits of cannabis. So you transitioned your practice from being an orthopedic surgeon to focusing on medical cannabis. Why did you do that? Well, because of the opioid epidemic. I had an office full of patients who were just every month, the only reason I was seeing them is so they get a new prescription for opioids. Oof. And they were requiring more and more, and they were just sick. They were getting sicker, and it was it was completely untenable. Mm. And uh, so I started to explore the possibility of getting my patients off of opioids and then use having them use cannabis uh, for pain relief. And once that started, then all of a sudden I started seeing patients through word of mouth who were trying to get off of alcohol, patients who were trying to get off of heroin. Hmm. And pretty pretty soon I had this enormous practice of me detoxing patients. Uh, from there, it transitioned into using cannabis for an enormous amount of conditions. Uh, and over the past five years, not only have we detoxed for opioids over 10,000 patients, mm. but we've treated patients for an enormous variety of illnesses. Uh, my practice at this point, the top five reasons people are come to me is to treat uh, anxiety, depression, sleep, headaches, and opioid abuse. So I know there's a good amount of science around how cannabis kind of disrupt the pain signals in the brain. Um, can you talk a little bit more about the science around cannabis for pain? Well, I mean, cannabis affects almost every cell in the body through the endocannabinoid system. We have centrally CB1 receptors and peripherally CB2 receptors. And originally it was determined that the CB1 and CB2 receptors were specifically found on the nerves, uh, either the peripheral or the central nervous system. And lately research has shown that almost every cell in our body has receptors for cannabinoids. Now we make our own cannabinoids. We make a, a substance called anatomine. And when we have stress, when we have pain, our body tries to to make anatomine so that it can stimulate the CB1 and CB2 receptors. Cannabis mimics the anatomine so that we can introduce the phytocannabinoids, which is means phyto coming from a plant. It will adhere to the receptors, both centrally as well as peripherally, and then cause the cell to heal itself. So the pain is actually being relieved by the body healing itself. And so this episode's all about cannabis for athletics. And I imagine, based upon the way your story started, that you're at the place of feeling conclusive that cannabis is a safer and better alternative than opiates at this stage. Not even close. Not even an issue. 
uh, cannabis is is not only non-addictive, and you can become tolerant to cannabis as you can with almost any medicine, but cannabis works by by healing, works by allowing your body to recover. Uh, there are some people who say that the runner's high that most people believe was from an endorphin release in the body is actually not that. It's an anandamide release that stimulates the endocannabinoid system. So for the longest time, we thought it was endorphins. It's not. It's our own body's cannabinoids, as opposed to opioids, which do nothing to heal the body. All it does is blunt our brain's ability to recognize the painful stimulus coming along the nerves up to the brain. It has nothing to do with healing the problem. It is only our ability to perceive the painful stimuli. And what do you think about this trend of people using cannabis for recovery post-workouts? Is it the same kind of anti-inflammation properties that's helping there? 100%. I mean, if you've injured your body, whether it's through strenuous exercise or through blunt trauma, your body is experiencing some type of trauma. Now, granted, when you're exercising, it doesn't feel like trauma, but you're putting your muscles through traumatic events continually. So if you now introduce cannabinoids into the system to stimulate the endocannabinoid system, you're going to be able to recover faster and safer. What would you say to the people that will tell you that it's a dangerous proposition for athletes or our youth to use cannabis, especially if they're trying to be athletic? Where's the proof? Where's, I mean, other than, you know, the disinformation that we've been fed since the 1930s when Hanslinger uh, created this whole paranoia around cannabis, the reefer madness that has continued through the Nixon administration and the DEA considering it a Schedule One drug, despite all the evidence that it's not, where is the proof in anywhere that says that cannabis is not safe for an athlete either pre-workout or post-workout. I'd love to see the data because I just haven't seen it yet. And so why do you think it is that this is still such a well-kept secret, both in the medical community and in the athletic community? Because of money. <laughs> the, it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, big pharmaceuticals don't want you to know everything that cannabis can do, number one. Number two, uh, anybody who is trying to make money in this world is always going to want to figure out a way to monopolize the situation. You can't monopolize a plant. You can't patent a plant, even though the United States apparently owns a patent on cannabis. And since you can't patent something, and and since you cannot control it, the last thing that anybody who has a monetary stake in healthcare or in the world wants is people to be able to grow their own medicine in their backyard that costs them nothing and replace six to seven meds, which cost them an enormous amount of money. So what about uh, all these other cannabinoids? Do you, do you need to use THC as the primary supplement to address you know, pain and inflammation, or what do you feel about some of the other ones? The plant works best when it works as a whole. We talk a lot about this thing called the, the entourage effect, where if, if, if the different components of the plant grow together, they go together, they make each other work better. Um, so the first way to look at this is that everybody fears the THC. It's like the reaper. Don't fear the THC. Don't fear the reaper. Uh, 
THC, when it is used in combination with the other endocannabinoids, in certain relationships as far as concentration is concerned, can be a very effective medicine. The entourage effect says that the plant works best when it works together. So number one, you shouldn't fear the THC. Number two, you should always treat the plant as a whole. So when we talk about cannabis for athletes, I think it's fairly easy to assume that it's just for everyday people like you and me, and certainly not for athletes playing at the highest level. But for better or worse, you'd be wrong. Instead, there is a growing movement of professional athletes or former pros who are becoming very vocal about the health benefits of cannabis and really advocating for why professional leagues need to take a different stance. To find out more, we spoke with former NFL superstar Eugene Monroe. Eugene played for seven seasons with the Jaguars and Ravens as an offensive tackle, but retired in 2016 due to his concerns around the health impacts that football was having on his body and brain. Now, Eugene is one of the loudest proponents of cannabis for athletes and is advocating heavily for cannabis to be taken off the banned substance list in the NFL and in other leagues. So Eugene, can you start by telling us what your views were about cannabis prior to this phase of your life? Man, prior to where I'm at now and really everyone from where I grew up and my past and really close friends and family who know me know that I was on the opposite side of the fence, believing all of the stigma and really falsehoods about cannabis. But now things are very different and, and really I'm a full believer in all of the positivity uh, that this plant is bringing to the world and, and always has. It's really nothing new, which is a cool fact about it. Yeah. So tell me why have you become such a passionate advocate for cannabis in sports and in particularly in advocating for the sports leagues to change their stance? It really stems from you know, my relationships, right? I've got a lot of friends who have gone through the same wars that I have uh, playing football and are really left after a career of injury and pharmaceuticals. So many guys that I know personally really mimic the stories that are being passed around about guys who are addicted to pills, the same pills that their team docs prescribe, but once they were no longer playing, they still had a need to treat the injuries that they sustained while they were playing. So what happens is guys retire and they're still addicted to those same pills. They still need, you know, copious amounts of them. Also, the medical care is different if, when you're not playing. So, you know, those pains are, are likely worse because, you know, there's no way to get that you know, 24-7 sort of medical treatment you do as an active athlete. But, you know, the injuries and, you know, really the weight of, of you know, that they bear on your future, right? If you tear your knee, that's going to be a chronic issue for the rest of your life, regardless of how good your surgeon was. So, you know, I saw that cannabis was relieving, you know, all of these pains, mm -hmm. um, 
to some degree for many people across the globe. It was really hard to deny that fact, to look at this data and, and see the lives that were being changed. And it really just makes sense to implement it in sports where, you know, the application for if we just talk about pain, it applies to every athlete on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started this really research-based, self-research, you know, having understanding uh, that cannabis was now helpful uh, after believing for a lifetime that it was a detriment. And and so I, I learned enough to to realize that it was time for someone to start pushing for policy change. Um, it wasn't enough to just talk about, you know, how bad the, the street drugs were, how bad the opioid epidemic was, or how bad the condition in the locker rooms were with the addiction to pills, but to really we create a concerted effort to one create awareness that we have these issues mm-hmm. and we can't run away from them, but uh, also to bring solutions to the table. And cannabis is one of them. So I think it's pretty common to hear these stories about professional athletes being fed pharmaceuticals, almost like candy. How does that make you feel when the leagues are still so opposed to cannabis? You know, it's been a few seasons that have passed that I haven't been playing, but have been openly advocating for change in policy. And again, we continue to see players that are suspended for failing to follow the drug policies. And, you know, that's just a shame, especially when they're cannabis related. No adult should be punished for consuming cannabis, period, let alone punishing an athlete, which is you know, really, from an ownership perspective, I mean, you're shooting yourself in the foot by mm-hmm. eliminating your assets from, you know, generating you any revenue if they're sitting on the sideline because they tried to heal using cannabis. It just makes no sense. And so for you personally, what kind of impact has cannabis had in your life after, you know, now being a professional athlete for so long? I mean, for me, it's been profound. It's has given me quite a bit of direction in my life currently. And cannabis is really just so dynamic, not only in its use application, but with all of the business surrounding it, it you know, really open opportunity for second career prospects. And I know there's a ton of athletes who are seeing this and for many of the same reasons that everyone else is participating are excited about that fact because it's really helping people right it's uh, these these stories are real mm-hmm. you know when you own a dispensary and your patients come and throw away their medicine in your trash cans because the cannabis they're buying is changing their lives it really just sets a fire in you and, and lets you know that, you know, all of the work you're putting in for this and sacrifice, it's really worth it. You know, not a single person in my circle in the beginning really thought that it was a good idea to jump into mm-hmm. cannabis as I did. But, you know, the stories are very different now. Um, and, and all of those people are really on the same hand, you know, thank, thankful because not only have they listened and learned for themselves, but many of them have consumed for themselves now, whether it's just using topicals uh, on their back or aching knee. And, you know, 
not understanding that it's it's not a miracle that you know your back doesn't hurt after rubbing this on it you know <laughs> we've been telling you that you know this will work for you and, and now you know and and it creates a little army of of cannabis soldiers that preach the same thing which is really what we need to break the stigma so what do we learn today we learned that athletes are using cannabis for a myriad of different reasons. They're using it before they work out to help them get in the zone, to get in the mood to work out, or oftentimes to work out harder and longer and get a better training in. We learned that athletes are using it post-workout to recover from the pain for its anti-inflammation properties and just to enhance their overall sense of well-being. And we learn that professional athletes are also favoring cannabis as a safer and more effective solution than the opiates that are so widely prescribed or the other medications that can have harmful benefits on the system. And yet most of the leagues are still holding on to their outdated policies despite the growing number of athletes who are using cannabis therapeutically. My hope is that after listening to this episode, as well as the others in this series, that you continue to understand, first and foremost, that cannabis is only something that's not bad for us, but rather something that can be quite good for us. And that part of what's necessary is that we drop the old misconceptions and stigmas that we hold about the harmful effects of this plant and look at it through a new lens. But I'm also hoping that athletes begin to adopt cannabis as a more natural, more healthy, and oftentimes more effective solution for them as an athlete. I know that it has helped me get in the best shape of my life. It has helped me manage my pain to almost nothing. And quite frankly, it's something that I really cherish as part of my fitness routines today. So that's what I'm hoping you take away from this episode, but I'd love to hear from you, our loyal Greenflower Nation listeners. If you'd like to share your story about how cannabis or CBD has impacted your life or to get more resources to help you on your cannabis journey, go to green-flower.com forward slash nation, where you can not only hear all the episodes, but you can contribute to the global conversation. And if you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and share it with all your friends so that we can continue to spread this message. And of course, make sure to tune in next week as we continue to explore the impact cannabis is having in our society today. <laughs>